and welcome to another episode of M- Minority Reports Podcast and Digital Series. I am your host, Mona Shake, you guys, today. Thank God. By the way, first of all, TGIF, it has been a long freaking week of work and meetings and so much stuff. So I don't know how the week has been for you, but for me, the week has been incredibly raw, long and uh, I said incredibly wrong. No, it wasn't wrong, but it was definitely long. Uh, and here we are, you guys. Here we are. TGIF, we made it through, we're healthy, we're well-fed, we have a roof over our head, and in these times, uh, uh, that is that is a lot to be gra- gra- grateful for and give gratitude for. So I am absolutely grateful and give a lot of gratitude, uh, but today, uh, I have a guest that I have known for quite a number of years now, I've known him for a while, and uh, he is uh, quite the accomplished human being. Uh, he is actually the person uh, who was uh, kind enough to uh, appreciate my talent and uh, had me come out to Dubai to headline a show. Uh, and uh, I don't, I don't think he has that uh, comedy show going on anymore. It was called the Real Flavor Comedy Club, Flavor with a VA flavor. Uh, anyways, that was an amazing show. I had a fantastic time, and he is also uh, Dubai one of top DJs in Dubai. Uh, he goes by DJ Bliss because his presence is so blissful that it's, I love having his presence. It's, you'll see the bliss on my face when he shows up. So he goes by DJ Bliss. Uh, and let me just rattle off some of the accomplishments of this person as they're about to join us. Uh, he is um, listed as, he is actually called the Ryan Seacrest of the Middle East, you guys. Yeah, and also Dr. Dre calls him the Middle East's representative of beats, you guys. He has been, he's born and raised in Dubai. His uh, career started while he was still in high school. Uh, And he's had uh, some amazing opportunities to interview some huge stars. He's interviewed Nicki Minaj. He's interviewed James Blunt. uh, And also Paris Hilton, if we can call her a star. Can we go call Paris Hilton a star? I I guess, you, you know, I guess some people got, became stars out of, off a, of a sex tape, I guess. Yeah, okay. Anyways, uh, I'm very excited about this guest today. I haven't seen him in a while. Last time I saw him, we went and got burgers and fries. So that was pre-pandemic because I was still working on that pandemic body. You know what I'm saying? Just, just trying to plump it up. So welcome. My very good friend, DJ Bliss, a.k.a. Marwan. How are you, my friend? What's up? What's up? Thank you for uh, for having me. Dude, it's been it's been a minute. I haven't seen you. You remember the place where we got the burgers or you forgot? Uh, I, fo- I, uh, I remember. It's uh, called Stout. Yeah, that's right. I forgot the name, but I remember where it was. It's a, it's a pretty cool area now, that area. Yeah. Oh, no, that that is like one of the burger joints to go to, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their burgers were good. Yeah, it was good. I remember it was good. Yeah, your wife was with us. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- I don't think you had a kid back then. I did not. No, no, definitely didn't back then. No. Yeah, you did not have a kid. Now you have one kid or two kids? Two now. Yeah. Wow, man, you've been busy. Busy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that that's what you can call it. That you've been busy. How old are they now? Uh, one's brand new and the other one's like two. So it must've been like over three years ago when I saw yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's been about three years. So, so then when did you come to Dubai? 
I came to Dubai, I think it was maybe 2013, 2014. Yeah, yeah time flies. Dude, I, I, so I like, look, to me, it was like as if it happened yesterday because I literally had like the best time. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, that was it. Do you still do those shows or not really? I don't. This because you know when we were doing, we were flying people in on a weekly basis from yeah. uh, from the U.S. and shout out Tehran is uh, who introduced us That's and right. also we're doing. Yep. But uh, it just it, it just really expensive, you know, the, the flights and all to do one show. So my plan was to kind of like stop doing like weekly shows. Maybe do once a month or, or or even a bigger one once every three months. But then I got lazy with it and I, you know, I let it go. But it was fun. It was really good. No one's doing anything like that. I mean, yeah. in, in the on the West Coast, you you probably used to. You got the Improv Room. You got uh, the Comedy Store. You got Laugh Factory. Yep. It's, a, it's it's and you know, like when I come here, I love going to these places because I don't think you understand what a gem it is to have a city full of actors and comedians and you know, people who are trying to make it. Um, it's entertainment, you know. That's 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 what Hollywood's about. It's not just about the movies, uh, but it, we just don't have that over there. You know, we do definitely have a small scene, but uh, yeah. you know, to be able to fly someone every week was a bit difficult. And I was trying to just build on the culture and doing it right before my night, so you you know hung out and checked out the parties as well. Yeah. Um, so that was really uh, the, the the main thing. Yeah, I mean, um, honestly, I've never. I don't think I've ever used those. Uh, words to describe los angeles which is uh wow a place <laughs> full of actors and comedians <laughs> i literally never used that to describe it and i'm like fuck <laughs> densely populated but my entire neighborhood is like 75 percent entertainment that means if i trip on something i probably tripped on an actor that's what that means yeah that's crazy it's, it's real too i don't think i don't know if you guys see it as much as uh Maybe somebody from outside does. I always say, uh, you know, I never know what it's like for people to feel. Uh, I, I never know what it's like when people feel that feeling when they come to Dubai. Like, I'll just never know, you know. Dubai is such a magical place. But I, on the other side, I don't think anyone who's from here will really understand. When you watch movies your whole life right. and then you come here and, and you see, like, the real – like, when you see that police car or when you see yeah. – you know, all that stuff, like car, like I, I was telling my sister-in-law the other day, I'm like, you know, in movies, how police cars are chasing and then suddenly they're like flying over a road, like the car's going up. I'm like, why does that happen? When you come here and you drive, you understand why it happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that. I think in, in, in TV, in movies, it's called stunts. In LA, it's called bad driving. Uh, yes. I think those are the two separations that happen now are you so now are you permanently in la or are you just escaping the pandemic to spend time here what's happening <laughs> that would be funny if i if it was that no i actually you know i come here a lot so i have a booking agent over here for my dj stuff and then you know just as a place i, I love coming here i think everyone connects with the city really strongly and i think this is yeah. it i feel at home over here you know when i, when I can drive Ooh. around and so it's cool to kind of get away and then, you know, be over here. And then I work a lot on like music stuff, which is what I'm here for this time as well. So um, um, working on music stuff as well. But yeah, I mean, you know, if you see my Instagram bio, it says, you know, LA, Dubai, because I, th I really feel like either in a past life or I was meant to like live in LA, you know, just with my background in radio, TV and DJing and entertainment right. as whole. Um, so yeah, I just love it here. And I, and I, and I, and honestly, I have been coming here, uh, at least once a year for the last, I want to say like six or seven years now. Wow. Wow. Six or seven years. That That's amazing. And 
I, and I never got a call. That's amazing. Uh, I'm, hey, I'm we had, we, you said we had that burger. There's people who don't even like, I don't get wow. Oh, wow. So that's like the honorable burger I had with you. <laughs> you know what? Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know why in Dubai, you're like, hey, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go see, you know, Ahmed. I'm going to see Mohammed. I'm going to see Ali. But here you cannot do like one thing a day. That's what you can re right. really distance. do. Distance. Yeah. It's massive. I mean, Los Angeles is massive. Like just to go from, and right now it's a pandemic. So the, the, the roads are a lot, a lot usually open, but my God, in traffic, dude, you could be sitting in traffic just to go from here to Manhattan Beach for like hour, hour and a half. Easy. That is true. That is very true. Oh, by the way, we, we also, uh, I saw you at the comedy store one night as well. Oh, you did? When was that? Yeah. Yeah. On one of those trips too. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember thinking, oh my God, what am I doing in this place? I'm so, <laughs> I, you know, when you first get off the plane, you come here, you're super bougie. Like if you're coming from Dubai, you're like, what, where, where's valet? Um, you know, valet? where? No, there ain't no valet at the comedy store. No, yeah, there's no valet. There's uh, it's uh, go go park your ass yourself. Uh, yeah, is <laughs> <laughs> what we have. You know, I just actually uh got a uh offer for a show at the comedy store uh yesterday, day before yesterday, yesterday. Nice. Uh, and I'm gonna be the host of this brand new show that they're putting out at the comedy store. Nice. What's it called? Or you can't Shit say. Shit gets real. That's what that's what it's called. Shit gets real. Oh really? <laughs> it's a storytelling show. So is it? Are you allowed to now do comedy again, stand-up comedy, or still no? No, it's not stand-up comedy. So it's a uh, more kind of sitting down and storytelling. So it's right. gonna be we're gonna have live audience that's gonna be sitting outside of the patio, and we're gonna be behind the huge window, and yeah, right. it's gonna be also on Zoom. So nice. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they're just trying to do the whole social distancing and everything. So I mean. How are things in Dubai? I mean, have the cases been crazy in Dubai? I mean, stuff's. I mean, what what's happening there? Um, there's they're saying about a thousand uh, uh, cases a day, but okay. the death the death rate is very low in Dubai, um, and, and it's super controlled. Like I know over here they're enforcing it, and I see a lot of people wearing masks. But I, sometimes I'm seeing people who are not wearing masks and. You know, so, you know, like stores are pretty like, hey, can you wait outside two people at a time and things like that. But right. uh, as a whole, not everyone's on board. But the problem yeah. with this virus is that even if it's not, we're 90% of us on board, that 10% can just fuck everything up. That's oh, sorry. Right. Can, we, can we swear or we can't swear? Okay, whatever the fuck we want. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so this is maybe the first time I'm doing something like, you know, that other people watching where I've sworn. That's an exclusive for you. I mean, thank you. <laughs> We need, we need, uh, we need important cursing. So please. <laughs> so yeah. So, so what I was saying is that 10% can really, you know, fuck things up. And I don't think people understand that concept very well. The UAE though, they do. You can't even go to Abu Dhabi right now without a negative test. So Abu Dhabi, the capital is being super strict. And then on top of that, Dubai, you cannot go nowhere without a mask, a mask, uh, social distancing, still super important. Wow. Um, every, listen, every mall, every supermarket you go into they check your temperature. Some places now have a thermal scanner. Like you, you know, in the movies when you're walking and it sees like, whether you're like that technology is now like everywhere. Wow. There's no way you can step into a shop or a mall or a supermarket or anything for that matter without, uh, having a mask on and the uh, temperature checked in some way or form. Wow. And, yeah. And I'm telling you like the big mall, like remember the Dubai mall, the huge yeah, one, wow, like, massive, yeah. 
No, they've got like it's you don't even see the machines anymore. So it's like it's just happening. No one's checking your temperature. It's happening like uh, they got like these crazy uh, technology. Yeah. Well, like like you mean what like drones? Not drones in the mall entrances, so you don't see like somebody standing and pointing this temperature gun at you, or uh, or you know, I, like I said, now they have these still cameras that they can point, put somewhere on a tripod, and it's, it's thermal, like thermal, thermal. yeah. Wow. I'm saying places like Dubai Mall have not incorporated that like airport security style. So th that's what I mean. So it's super safe. And in, in with it being so safe, it's still the, the numbers have been going up. And that's because they opened some like restaurants and bars and you could go out now, not like before. Yeah. Uh, so there's like numbers coming up. But the good thing is, like, like I said, the death rate is low and they're very careful. Like you feel pretty safe. Just, you know, don't don't do anything silly. But yeah. Uh, all in all, it, it feels pretty safe. Whereas here, you know, it's, it's a little risky because you, you don't know what's going on. I mean, you know, and it goes back to leadership, right? Mm. I mean, world leaders are like, look, we're shutting this shit down. We're going to curtail this. That's why your, you know, your death rate is low. Your, even your numbers, even a thousand, I would think is a little bit high for Dubai. Cause what's the, what's the population of Dubai? Um, I think it's, uh, I'm, not, I'm so bad, but I, I believe 4 million maybe. Oh, that's that's like my neighborhood. Basically, yeah, it's super small. I don't know where my phone is. I would ask Siri, but yeah, it, it should be around that. Are you wow. googling it? I sure am. <laughs> All right, you Dude, do it. It's not even four million. It's two point eight million. Oh, really? That's tiny. Yeah, it's so small. Oh, we're talking about Dubai, right? Just Dubai. Just Dubai. Yeah, All yeah. of UAE has nine point eight million. That's it. There you go. Yeah. Wow, that's really small. So it's not that big. So a thousand people is, you're right, it is a high number. But then you, Dubai also uh, opened up their border. So if you can fly with Emirates now to do uh, Dubai, not all airlines are open and flying, but Emirates is flying. I just did a vlog on it, by the way. When you get a chance on YouTube, yeah, I'll uh, check out this vlog I did. It's, it's called Flying During a P Pandemic. Yo, they are like, you're just walking through. They give you a box at the airport with like gloves, hand sanitizer, a mask in it. Uh, you go onto the plane and all the crews got their gear on. You got to watch this video. It's really, really, uh, wow. really cool. Really shows you how you, you fly during this pandemic. I thought they're going to like give you condoms too in the package. It's like, here you go. And <laughs> just stay super safe. <laughs> keeping it safe all around, please. Here you go. Uh, that would be hilarious. Uh, would it be hilarious? I don't know if they would, I don't know if they would. sanitizer in it. The condom is already filled up with the hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're terrible. <laughs> maybe maybe in America. <laughs> we fucking need that here. Fucking filthy Americans are not welcome anywhere. Dude, right now the Canadian passport has more worth than American passport. Nobody wants us. Nobody wants us. Everybody's like, you filthy Americans. Keep your filth in America. Don't bring your shit over here. We don't need this. I mean, it's just so sad because we have an orange uh, buffoon who just <laughs> doesn't fucking believe in. He's just one minute. He's like, yeah, you know, the first time I saw Trump with the mask on, it, it looked like Putin's underwear. And I was like, <laughs> is he wearing Putin's underwear? Like, what is he wearing? Uh, it was just so big. And I was just like that looks like Putin's underwear to me. Oh, uh, <laughs> like the on and off, right? Like it works. I have it here and it's like, I don't need it. I have COVID, but I'm going to take the mask off. And it's like, whoa, what, what, what is happening right now? Yeah, yeah. Everybody is 
you know, that's why you have the share of population of Americans who are just like, I don't need a mask. My, my president said I don't need it. And it's like, dude. Yeah, yeah it, makes, uh, it makes no sense. Highest I mean, number of deaths in the world. Highest number of deaths in the world. Yeah, and they knew. I mean, they knew it was coming. They did nothing about it. But yeah, the numbers are scary. Off the chain. So when you flew in, did you have to quarantine? Here's the thing that's going to blow your mind. Okay. All right. So when when you leave Dubai, you do a test, right? A COVID test. Okay. Uh, you they check it at the airport here in Dubai. You go on the plane, and then you know you go. When I came here, they did not ask me for my COVID test. They did not check me they did not i there was a form they gave me on the plane which i was supposed to give to them that says have you been to europe or any of these countries i filled that out no one asked me for that form i walked straight out nothing like like it, it was better than usual because the airport was empty i didn't have to queue up at lax straight out that's scary like they have no idea right because not all countries are implementing whatever but i walked straight out in dubai now if, if, if when when I go back, they're saying I gotta get a COVID test here, with uh, three days before I fly, uh, and I know someone who just flew. They check it before you get in the line. Uh, they check it where you check in your baggage, okay. and then I'm guessing they they probably check on the plane as well. So that's three checks till the plane. When you land in Dubai, you get a kit at the airport for free, and you do a test in the airport. Uh-huh. If if your test is negative, uh, they tell you to just quarantine for two or three days. And if your test is positive, they say, okay, here's a hotel room, uh, and here's a. Uh, or if you're going to quarantine at home, they give you like a bracelet. You stay at home for two weeks. So there's no way you can escape that system. But over here, I was like, I walked straight out. That's ridiculous. So what? So when you go into Dubai, they give you a bracelet that what you can't take off, like that it tracks you. Basically, yeah. I don't know if they're doing it in Dubai. Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi is uh, Abu Dhabi's doing it. You know, there's a, there's a video about it. It's like a it's like a silver bracelet. Um, wow. Is, is yeah. It, is it attractive? It looks like an Apple Watch. You know what? I'm keeping it. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't make it from gold, right? <laughs> like, right? Because it's Dubai. It's so bougie. It would be, right? Why isn't it in gold? I'm a little disappointed right now in Dubai. Maybe right it's now. white. Maybe it's white gold. I don't know. It looked like a silver, uh, silver Apple Watch to me. So and so after two weeks, what you have to give it back? How does that work? Yeah. So they're gonna because what's happening is they're not they they want to make sure that people are quarantining uh, if they are uh, sick or they just flew in um, because I think the numbers went up. Because you know people were people were stuck outside, and the UAE let a lot, a lot of people come back, and they're saying that they 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 reckon that most of the numbers were from people who flew in. Of course. Yeah, travel is the biggest problem. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys did you guys have uh, restrictions in UAE of certain countries of people coming in from certain countries, or you guys didn't have that? Um, at first, they stopped everything, and now there's you know certain flights. I think based on. Uh, Numbers, but it's not only based on numbers because they are flying to America. And if it was based on numbers, America's got the highest number in the world. Uh, they would have stopped the flight. So I think uh, depending on where you're going, there's a certain uh, safety procedure. Got it. Got it. So it's, you know, they're, I mean, it sounds like they're doing a really good job curtailing it. Like, did you guys have like this uh, situation like we did here in certain areas 
where people like hospitals are just overflowing and they're overwhelmed. Like New York City was like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've seen that on the news. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, no, they didn't have that in Dubai because they uh, they built hospitals like these huge tents, like a mobile hospital right away. Okay. Um, they also converted a lot of the hotels that were empty to uh, rooms for people to quarantine in if they didn't if they weren't uh, symptomatic. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the hotels. Uh, you didn't have to pay for it. So what they were doing is they were like the hotels are empty, so the government paid for all the rooms. They're like, okay, you quarantine in this hotel room for two weeks unless you were symptomatic where you needed medical attention. Then you'd go to uh, the hospital. What if a guy just wanted to get away from his wife for a little bit, and he's like, "Honey, I think I have a temperature." Well, he just have to get some get get the Rona and get two weeks at the hotel. Not even get the Rona, just fake it. Just uh, just take some heat packs, put it on his forehead, and be like, "Yo, I'm a I'm a <laughs> I'm a <laughs> away from you, honey." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you don't want the Rona from me. I love you. Possible, Thank possible, ain't it possible? Dudes like escaping their wives and stuff. It's like ah. So wait, do uh, so when you're in these uh these hospitals uh, or sorry these hotel rooms, are you getting served like free meals like three days? Yeah, yeah, three meals a day too. That sounds like a bit of a baller life for two weeks. I know. Yeah, I've seen videos of it. Like you, they put a chair in front of your door. They come and check your temperature every day. Your food. They put it outside your door, and then they knock on your door. So you come take it later. It's all disposable cutlery. Like they had the the shit was so organized. It's crazy. Wow, man. It it sounds like it's something that should be in America, but sadly it isn't because we have uh, again uh, the orange ape uh, running the show here. And he's just fucking ruining everything, you know. Um, he thinks that if Russian hookers pee on you, and then you're fine, and you know it doesn't work for everyone. The golden showers don't pay off for everyone. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, my just, god! Doesn't work that way, uh, man. This so, it, it's crazy. Like I, I'm, I'm yet to meet someone. It's like, yo, he's a good guy, you know, <laughs> like. But if that's the case, how does he win? Like, I don't, I don't, I really don't get it. He won in the past. He ain't going to win this one. I mean, already Rupert Murdoch, the fucking head of, uh, you know, Fox News and uh, the, the, the horrific uh, media that they have, he came out and said that uh, Biden's going to win in a landslide. He just came out and said that. Oh, really? Mm hmm. Yeah. Biden's going to, I mean, look, Biden's numbers are already up just from last night's town hall. Did you get to watch that at all? I, did. I saw I saw snippets uh, online, but I didn't, I didn't really. Uh... I mean, they asked Trump about uh, QAnon. Do you know what that is, QAnon? I, that's the clip I saw, actually. And then yeah. he's like, I denounced uh, this and that. And like, I, I, that's a clip that I saw. So what is QAnon? He's like, I don't know what you, they're fucking conspiracy theorist assholes. They're okay. basically dudes who never get laid. They've never seen a pussy in their entire fucking life. Okay. They don't even know what it looks like. They won't, they won't even know what to do with it if they saw one right up front. Uh, and they basically come up with these bullshit ass theories about like one of the one of the, the conspiracy theories they came up with is that Democrats are running a uh, underground uh, pedophile ring. That's one of the theories that they have out there. And yeah. where are they running it out of Marwan? Drum rolls, please. Out of fucking pizzerias. Pizzerias? <laughs> like, pizza and pedophilia doesn't really go together. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> let me get a, hey, uh, let me get an order of that pie with some, uh, 
you know, pepperoni and pedophilia on it. Like, nobody's <laughs> ordering that shit. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's ridiculous, Marwan. And, and you're, seri- you're serious, right? Yes. <laughs> she even came out and asked him, uh, the, uh, you know, the interviewer uh, who was doing the running the town hall for Trump. She, she was like, look, one of the biggest QAnon conspiracy theories is that they believe that Democrats are running an underground fucking pedophile ring. And he was like, oh, I, I don't even know what QAnon is. It's like, motherfucker, you retweeted their shit. What do you mean you don't know what the, who the fuck they are? What do you mean you retweeted their shit? He's like, I do know who Antifa is and BLM. Shut the fuck up. Like, sir, shut the fuck up. I mean, this man, he just has to go, dude. I mean, he's destroyed the economy, everybody's struggling. One out of five small businesses are going out of business. I mean, I mean, it's just horrific. It's horrific, yeah. man. It's really, and not to forget about the deaths that are taking place. Uh, he's he's got to go. Uh, yeah. He's really got to go. What is the sentiment of Trump in Dubai in UAE? Or do they like him? Do they not like him? What is that? It's. I mean, you know, what he does doesn't really affect us. So. Uh, mm. So I don't think anyone, you know, has a, a feeling per se. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's these kind of things, like what you just said, like that comment. You know, when you hear stuff like that, you know, it's very unusual to us to see. For, I mean, from our side, to see a president of the United States act act this way. You know, you've never seen it before. No, he destroyed that image. He yeah. destroyed that perception. Like our standing in the world is really dwindling because of him. Yeah, I feel like, you know, if to, to put it in perspective, I feel like all the other presidents were like actors and movies and TV shows. And this guy's like a YouTuber who just came out and it's like, yo, he's like, it, that's exactly the uh, sort of perception, you know, like we're, it's the, the, the concept or the personality is so like, right. You're like, yeah, it's, it's, it's entertaining. It's almost entertaining. And that's what, and when I say the, the in comparison to a YouTuber, because that's what happened, right? When YouTubers start doing stuff, what's a good YouTuber? Someone who's like, who makes you think, oh my God, like how did you, how did they even do that? You that's know, right. that's right. And, and and that's what's going on, I think. I think honestly, um, I feel like it's an insult to YouTubers because to me, he's more like a MySpace guy. <laughs> He's a MySpace guy. That's who Trump is. He's a my dude. He comes from a fucking reality show. Like you're fired. Like that was his tagline. Like, yeah. and I cannot wait on, on November third for Americans to be like, "You're fired." Uh, you know, because you're about to lose your job, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> out, out, outside. Goodbye. Uh, he's gone, dude. I mean, you're talking about record number of ballots that are being mailed in. We have what? Uh, only until last week, it was like five million ballots have been mailed in. I mean, these are record, unprecedented numbers. We've never had numbers like this before. What are, what are they usually? Do you know? 80,000. And 80,000? This time it's 500,000? 5 million. 5 million as opposed yeah. to 80,000? That's correct. 10 times, like more than 10, right? Listen, I mean, this is just, uh, yeah, I mean, look, you and I clearly are in entertainment and we're not math people. So we'll just go 10 times on that one. Uh, but uh, <laughs> let, let me off on it. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's it. That's the, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm a college dropout. Uh, so yeah, that's Hey, it. listen, if we were at that level where someone would be like, hold on, pause. Like, you know, <laughs> let me go calculate this. Like, let's see what Mona and Marwan were doing. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> if there was someone who did that, like we would be like, you know, it, this would be like a, you know, a million views. Like, oh, it would be that kind of situation. And let me tell you something. If somebody uh, said, uh, no, you guys are wrong, I would delete that comment uh, because <laughs> it would make us both look like idiots. So I would just delete it immediately. You don't want, you don't want one of the two comments to be that. You, you're right. That's good. Delete it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, no, you just made us look bad. So I'm going to delete that right now. Uh, I don't think my pride could take all this level of fear. I don't think I could take this. Yeah, man, I mean, we are, we're we're in friggin' trouble, man. I mean, I, I don't understand. Now, because of the pandemic and everything, you guys, are you, is all the restaurants are all, all outdoors? I mean, the gyms are outdoors. Like, what are you guys doing about that? No, a lot. So uh, everything is open again. All the restaurants are open and this uh, social distance between all the tables. That's the only thing okay. you have to have. Um, okay. uh, bars are open as well. So before I left, you know, DJs were back DJing in like bars. It's, it was a little strange because you weren't allowed to dance. So people are not allowed to dance. You can't be standing around the bar. You have to be uh, booked on a, a seat. So you have to have a place to sit and it's only places that serve food and drinks. Yeah. So some of the clubs started serving food just to open up and, you know, like breaking the rules. And there was like pool parties and videos circulating. So they shut everything down again. Yeah. Now yeah. they, they uh, cut down the timing. So some places were open till four, some were open till five or six in the morning. Yeah. Now they said everyone's got to stop at one. Um, so in, in that aspect, I think they're realizing that some of the entertainment uh, decisions they're making needs to be, you know, wheeled back. But I, like clubs for sure, not open right now. Right. Um the malls are open again and uh, the restaurants and everything as usual. Some places it looks like they're turning up and having, you know, crazy fun. But yeah. I, I, I suspect they'll probably put an end to that very soon. I mean, you know, you, you, you've grown up and spent your entire life in Dubai and now you go back and forth from L.A. to Dubai. I mean, what how different do you think the DJ scene is in Dubai versus what we have here or at least had here before the pandemic? Um, it's, it, it's kind of similar. Uh, I, I feel like LA has a weird nightlife uh, scene. Um, it does. Yeah. I mean, it closes early. That's one. And then the other thing is, I, I feel like, you know, the, the fact that Vegas is so close, I think that's really where, you know, where all the Partyless. parties are entertainment. Like, it's crazy to me that there's not one Vegas style club in LA, you know, I don't know. It says something about that. Maybe oh, as a, we, have Dre's. we have Dre's in Hollywood. You have Dre's over there? Yeah, we have Dre's in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, I mean, but but just as a whole, like I've been to One Oak over here. I've been to uh, you know, I've played a couple places. Did you go to Bootsy Bellows? No. Very high end, all Khaliji boys. Is it? But it's a small place, right? It's kind of small, yeah. But it's all like yeah, taller Khaliji boys showing up with their cars and their fancy bottle service and just trying to bring as many bitches as they can to the table, but they won't drink a sip of alcohol because they're Muslim. <laughs> it's actually, you're here for the pussy, but you can't drink. Am I understanding this correctly? And then oh. Ramadan, you're going to go fast for 30 days and then come back for some more pus? Let me, is that what's happening? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Did you just spill your water? What happened? Oh my god! No, I just like nearly fell off my chair. <laughs> I mean, but I'm just trying. I'm just trying to keep it real right now. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, it's like uh, I once dated this uh, Turkish Muslim guy, 
uh, and you know, we would drink and party and, and do everything in between under the sun. And then came Ramadan and he was like, yeah, I got a, I got a fast for 30 days. I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> like, I got a, I got a fast for 30 days. So we gotta have to keep our distance. I'm like, get the fuck out of here right now. I'm like, yeah. like God doesn't know what you've been doing for the ne- for fucking 11, 11 months. months. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. Look, let me, let me give you my take on this. Okay. My take on this is, uh, you're right. You know, whatever you, I mean, look, this is that, that one's a pretty, uh, extreme and I, and I, and I will address it. But the other side of it is, uh, is the fact that it's not only about that. You know, you can't be bad. You can't swear. You can't, you, it's a, it's a, it's a whole cleanse. All right. So this is, yeah. this is an important part. Now that part, I don't know. You know, like I said, I'm not, what, what, how I'm going to address it will make sense. But look, the other stuff, I, I tell people, you can't be bad all year and then be like i want to cleanse for a month this whole cleanse is supposed to try and make you better right you stop eating and you're like you start appreciating that you stop swearing and then slowly you know you can start so that's what it's for uh the the problem is you're right you know i don't think you can just uh be however you want 11 months a year and then like you know be different for one month but it's it's supposed to help you you know get back to that and then uh, and you know bring you closer to that I think is the most important and then the other thing is it's it's a cleanse you know that word it's not like we you know if you want to drink this like a cleanse uh, juice diet like you just drink that juice all the time that's right no, every now and then you have that cleanse juice and you cleanse your body so that's really what it's about but so I mean, that one is a cleanse juice <laughs> basically yeah. <laughs> It's not just cleanse. It's more than cleanse juice. It's, it's more. Uh, it's more about. It's more about. It's very spiritual, right? I mean, yeah. really, that's where it's at. It's just like you know, be a better person, get to charity. You know, just like you said, curse less, be kind, get yeah. you know, be kind to people. You know, but then all of a sudden you can come like the moment the Eid hits and you're just like back to being an asshole. Let's do this, <laughs> and you're just like, wait, what the fuck has happened? Like for thirty days, you were like. Keep that going. Like, yeah, keep that yeah. real going, you know. Look, you I'm right. not judging anybody. It's like, yo, God bless. You want to do that. But it's just, for me, it's just, a, for me, it's hypocritical. Like, to me, so, you know. And honestly, I, I think if, the, if it's one thing that consistently is taught in Islam, it's like, you do all these good things and then you're a hypocrite. Who cares? You All that good stuff you just did, you just omitted it because you're a hypocrite. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I mean, look, you're, you're absolutely right. I think, uh, you know, to be hypocritical is, uh, is, you know, and there's a fine line between being hypocritical and, uh, you know, just doing the opposite of what you're supposed to do. But you're right. I know some people who are like that, you know, on the last day of Ramadan, they announce it's Eid tomorrow. They don't even wait till the next day. They're in the club the same evening. And (laughs) yeah, because technically as soon as you break your fast as a day, yeah, but uh, it's really, you don't, I feel like there's no need for that. And it's true. You know, don't go far right and don't go far left. Like find that middle ground, you know, it's That's just, right. uh, That's I think it, it would make more sense. It was like, if it was like that rather than, uh, you know, being yeah. extreme or not yeah. being extreme. I, I, I agree with you. So yeah, I mean, Bootsy Bellows is kind of known for uh, Khaliji boys. Like a lot of, a lot of Khaliji boys show up with their fancy cars, you know, just trying to, <laughs> 
just trying to get it in before they get married, before they go back and get married to the, you know, to the virgin that their parents have chosen for them. I mean, that's kind of how that rolls. <laughs> I love it. I don't know how we got entangled in that story and you brought it right <laughs> back to Bootsy Bellows. Like I, we were like, like, it was like judgment day. And I like, so Bootsy Bellows, <laughs> like, how did you do that? <laughs> that's how we roll, Marwan. That's uh, that is the mind of a. Co- that's how. That's how my brain is. Just connects. That's storytelling for real. But no, I like that. I'm, the problem with me is I forget very quickly to like you know I'm think I, maybe I have too many thoughts going on. So I want to tell you things and then I forget and then I, it, yeah. it, it goes somewhere else. But the fact that you uh, when you said Bootsy Bell, I was like, whoa, how did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's called crowd work, my yeah. friend. That's how we remember shit. We hey, speaking, speaking of Khalijis, I don't know. that. Well, you know, I see some places that they go to. Obviously, Rodeo, like you always see their number plates. But why do they love Earth Cafe? That's oh. what I... Let me tell you what the magic about that is. What is it? It's a big uh, celebrity spot. It's a lot of celebrities come by there. So you have a lot of paparazzis hanging out by Earth Cafe. Mm. So it's a big, and you know what? You know what always weirds me out though. It's always like clusters of dudes hanging out, and then clusters of really gorgeous girls, and mm. they'll like look at each other from afar, but they won't talk to each other. But they're like, I fuck the shit out of each other, but they won't talk to each other. And you're like, you're already, I fucking just <laughs> want to talk to the dude, like talk to the girl, like just, just talk. Are you, are you talking about like uh, people from here or? No, they're not, they're not just from here. They could be, you know, visiting. They're just here hanging out for summer or whatever, you know. Oh, Khalidis, you mean? Khalidis, yeah. Oh, got it, got yeah. it. They're yeah. doing that in Earth Cafe? Yes. Right. That's such a damn thing to do. Yeah, it's a, it's very interesting. Also, you know where uh, you see a lot of Khali- a lot of Saudis. You see a lot of Saudis. I, I don't know, maybe Khalidis. Yeah, that's a mix with, you know, Qataris and uh, Kuwaiti yeah. and Amiratis. But... Uh, one of the things that you see in the... Have you been to the Grove yet? That's yeah. fine. Huh? We, we, like, they should change that, uh, the name of the Grove to like a little little UAE. They should totally change that to little UAE. They, they should just call it the, the Khaliji Path. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dude, in the summer, all you see is just like dudes hanging out and like all these beautiful women and the guys are walking in the front and like, or the girls are hanging out kind of doing their own thing and you're just like, and at night, uh, you don't only see them come out at night. You don't really see them hanging out during the day. So it's, yeah. uh, it's very interesting. It's a, uh, it's a very interesting dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, they lo- so this is what they love to do. And this is why they love going to London. Um, you yeah. know, it's all about that. And I feel like LA doesn't have enough places like the Grove. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not, um, yeah, it doesn't. Really. You know, it's clean. You can walk around. It feel and it, and it feels like it's a little uh, faker than other places. Like you know, like, not fake, but like created or built, which is like Dubai. So maybe they like that, but they yeah. love it. And I, I mean, it's a beautiful place in the evenings. In yeah. the Grove is like amazing. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. one of the times I came, I was staying by there, and it's such a great area. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my neighborhood. Yeah. It's a great area. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, I think. I think that maybe like hanging out there a little bit more because it's a little bit more spacious and it's a lot easier to walk and check out a girl's ass. If you can like be behind her and be like, do I like <laughs> but if they're sitting down at earth cafe, can't really see the ass. That <laughs> good. Good observation. Thank you. I'm about that life. Uh, 
Thank you very much. Uh, so, man, so now you're in LA, and now what kind of stuff are you working on? Do you have a, a project you're working on? Do you what are you doing? Yeah, I've got a you know I got a couple of songs which I'm trying to release. It's a it's a little hard to do them when you have artists on. So I have a couple of like artist features on them, and to get them to to record. And then you know to sign the documents like they're they're down to release it is a little difficult, and that's because it could be for any reason. So, uh, but but for me, um, I have all these songs just sitting over there, like with these features which I can't release. I'm like, listen, what am I really gonna do with, with, with the song? So you know, trying to go out and uh, yeah. uh, you know get meet producers and do those. Do, do, what, what does he say? I'm just trying to read this thing. Smack those thumbs up, people, as oh, you come in. And DJ Bless them love and support. Tim Tim is a huge uh, uh, fan of mine, and he always comes and supports the live streams. Oh, that's dope. What's up, Tim? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, Tim. Uh, so let me understand this. So, uh, why is it difficult for them to just sign and just? Re- I mean, had the song been recorded already? Had they been? I, mean, I don't understand. Yeah, look, this is the, the way it works is in the music industry. Either it's done in, uh, you know, uh, legally through representatives, or if you have a friend. So usually it's someone I meet who, you know, I befriend. So then we do the song, but during the recording of the song, I don't want to be like, hey, by the way, you know, while you're here, can you sign this document that says that you know you give me permission to release the song? Because it's kind of like. Uh, I feel like it would change the narrative of the friendship if you did something like that. You know, it's almost like yeah. if you have celebrity friends and you keep always, oh, hey, can I, let's take a picture, let's take a picture, let's take a picture. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. So, so I, you know, you don't usually bring that up. So you, you record the song, you go back, you fix the song up, the song is ready, you send it back to the artist. You're like, hey, yo, this is the song, sounds good, let's release it. They say, hey, you know, I don't want to release it right now or, you know, it's not really what I'm feeling or let's work on another song or, you know, I have other projects. It could be one million and one excuses at that time why they don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now I have a song, which I've been working on for six months, nine months or a year with an artist who doesn't want to release the song. So what do I do? So because of that, I'm trying not to involve these big artists in my songs anymore. I have I have uh, like two that I'm trying to just wrap up with these artists. And then I'm trying to like start putting out, uh, so, you know, searching for talent that's up and coming or doing something, you know, that has a bit of a following or whatnot. Yeah. And aside from that, just, you know, filming content for YouTube, you know, I'm doing a lot of uh, that as well. So one of the opportunities was to record this video for Emirates uh, to show them how it was to fly from uh, the UAE. Uh-huh. And I thought, you know, going like 16 hours would be the best uh, best way to do it. So yeah. I, I shot yeah. that video. And and nothing's really going on in Dubai anyways. So I was like, you know, why be in Dubai with the weather's shit? I'd rather be in L.A. where the weather's better. Um, yep. You know, look for some more opportunities uh, over here if there were. Um, and that, that, that's really it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. That's cool, man. I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, when you start recording with these artists, with the bigger ones anyway, you guys don't have, is, is this based more of like a friendship or is it like, hey, here's a contract, you know, we're going to be releasing it so-and-so, or is it more like, you know what, uh, I like you, Marwan, because I like your uh, tinted glasses that you have on and I'm going to come and record the song with you. So sometimes it's like that. And it, like I said, all the options you mentioned, is it's, it could be, each and every one of them. Yeah. So all the, let me, like I'll give you an example of the songs I've done before. So I did one, uh, my first song with a guy from Canada called uh, Cardinal Official. Yeah. 
Yeah, recorded the song, uh, sent him the beat. He recorded, sent it back to me. I liked it. I'm like, yo, let's put it out. He's like, yeah, let's put it out. We did a, you do a split, like uh, who gets what from the song. Sure. We signed that document real quick. He didn't even ask me for money or anything. So it's one of those situations where it was through friendship. We met, blah, blah, blah. He liked the song. We did it. Sure. Then my second song, I had uh, I had an R&B singer. Uh, I, mean, I don't want to drop his name, but an R&B singer from Atlanta. Uh, I've known him for a while. Like We were pretty good friends. Like, I take him out, drive him around the city and all that. Yeah. Uh, so I had the song and it was already written. So he just had to sing it. So he, I sent it to him. He's like, yeah, I like it. I'm going to sing it and send it back to you. He sung it. He's like, oh, I need to book out the studio over there. Can you pay for it? I was like, all right, shit, I thought you were balling, but I'll pay $300 for a studio session. Uh, pay for a studio session for him to record the song. Uh, and then they messaged me and said, oh, he needs a couple of more hours. Can you pay? I was like, fuck, yeah, just fucking do it. Send me the songs. Uh, the hook, and then I got a verse from an, a rapper called Mims. Wow. So, and then I booked this R&B singer to be in Dubai the day we were shooting the music video. Uh-huh. So he can be in it. Because I was hitting him up, like, yo, you ready to go? Roll, blah, blah, blah. He comes to Dubai. I uh, hit him up. He's like, yo, speak to the, my manager. So uh, we sort everything out before I come down for the video shoot. We're at the video shoot now. So I speak to the manager. He's like, hey, uh, so, you know, I just spoke to... Uh, whatever the the singer um he wants to know how much he's he's getting paid to come down for the video shoot i was like getting paid i'm like he never mentioned it. he's like well you know the, we that's what we do we like we need to talk about the the video and also you know and what about the song have you discussed how much she's gonna get paid to be on the song i'm like he's already sent me the song he's like yeah but he's just recorded like how much how much all i'm like honestly i didn't expect to pay anything like it was just like pure american hustler move uh on me for the, for a guy that i've known uh so yeah so that was like you know that kind of situation can happen as well um, did you pay out or you were just like oh no, yeah. i was like no hell no yes yes because yeah. it wasn't negotiated up front right it wasn't negotiated i wouldn't pay anyways and i just got you a gig anyways you know i don't usually get anyone gigs i just got you a paid gig so you made like whatever it was i can't remember you know what it is, Marwan? Like, I always feel like comedy is a hard life. But, dude, I feel music, just the business of it, of how even artists conduct themselves, is way harder than it is in the comedy world. It's hard, yeah. I mean, the music business is hard, and nightlife is hard as well. I feel, you know, I feel like it's a, it's, a, it's a tough industry, and it's just getting harder and harder. Yeah. Why is that? Why do you say it's getting harder? I would think it would be getting easier because of all the streaming service and, and the opportunities to just put your content out. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the possibility of making it has become easier, but because of that, there's a lot more people doing it, which makes it harder to make it, I think. Oh, because it's, it's a lot more saturated, you mean. Right, a lot more people, right? Now you, you, know, you can just get on your laptop and do stuff. You can go on TikTok and become uh, a famous artist today. It's, sure. it's, it's so easy. So because it's so accessible, a lot of more a lot more people are doing it. So you know, yeah, more saturation and uh, you know right. more people in it. And then it's, it's the, I mean, I don't know about if the music industry is dirty. It's 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 a hard one for sure. But the nightlife industry, which I'm mainly in, is so it's a dirty industry. You know, I'm like tired of it. I don't want to be in that uh, industry anymore. What do you want to do? I want to work on the music and I want to DJ at places where I want to go. Like I, I, my style has really changed over the years. I feel like it's not really 
for like small clubs. It's more like a festival stage. So that's why if, you know, if I work on my music, that's, you know, that's what I want to be doing. And I, I, I do YouTube vlogs. So yeah. I want to shoot the content of traveling and doing all these things on the move. You know, I, I don't like to be like locked down to, to one place. Would you ever consider being part of something like the EDC festival in Vegas and stuff like that? Oh, hell yeah. You know, before uh, Corona hit, like the first, uh, the week that they announced all the cancellations, yeah. when my gigs got canceled, I was supposed to be on the main stage of Ultra. What? Ultra was coming to Abu Dhabi for the first time. I was on main stage and I was like, and I was getting paid. It wasn't a freebie either, by the way. I was like ready. That was going to be it. Like it was going to be Ultra and that, that was going to be my direction because I used to play a lot more like R&B and hip hop, urban stuff. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm going to do the big stage stuff. I thought this was going to be it. I had my camera guy ready and I had you know, everything ready to go. That was going to be it. I had just seen Skrillex perform in Thailand like oh, wow. three months before that. And I saw it and I was filming some content. So my video guy was with me. I'm like, yo, film this because that's what we got to be doing. Like sure. that's the vibe. That's my vibe. So, you know, because that's what I want to do. I can't be doing it in small clubs or uh, – yeah. Or even like you know, even in clubs in general in Dubai, it's it's more dominated by international artists. That's how the clubs get filled. Yeah, you know, I remember uh, going to uh, one of the clubs in Dubai when I was there, and uh, the, one of the things that really uh, was fascinating was that there was there was a there was a black dude flown in from America. Pretty much in most of the clubs that I went to, who was the hype man? He was the hype man. You know, he was like. He would just come onto the mic every few minutes and be like, turn up, turn up, and then put the mic back and then go have his drinks. And I was like, yo, is that this guy's entire job to fucking turn up the party? Like, that's it? Yes, it is. It absolutely is. It's, they have, like, these MCs, and that's what they what, what they do. Just like the high, uh, the other thing that really blew my mind was uh, seeing a lot of um, – Russian girls and Filipino girls who are who don't speak English that fluently, but when it came to the rap songs, they knew all the lyrics. And you're like, <laughs> I do not understand this. <laughs> I just heard you speaking, and it was uh, a little bit broken up. But then you were reciting all of Jay Z, so it fucking blowing my mind right now. It is true though, but that's how I think a lot of people learn, like from movies and uh, and. Maybe like music or whatnot. I mean, look at me. I never lived outside of the UAE. I didn't even go to like an American school. And when people hear me talk, they're like, yo, like, did you live here? Like, I, they always give me a hard time at immigration. They're like, hey, did you study here? I'm yeah. like, he's like, did you go to school here? I'm like, no, in college, like, course. I'm like, no. That's true. That's very true. It's funny. I was going to actually ask you that because I was reading, uh, you know, kind of your background. So I, we've been, you know, I've known you for a while, but, you know, I, I didn't Wikipedia you, but I had to Wikipedia you. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, Marwan is like born, bred, raised in Dubai. Like you, yeah, that yeah. is your home base. Like that is, you know, you didn't come to the US and study and then go back. You've like done all your education. So what did you go to school for? What do I, what did I go to school for? Yeah. Like, like what did you major in? Like what oh, was your um, so college in university? Made- in university, right? Well, yeah. so I studied like uh, computers and like uh, it was like business information technology. So part business, part computer. Um, yeah. I mean, it was just like the thing to study. And I was like, whatever, you know, I, I didn't do nothing related to that ever in my life. Literally nothing. Did, did you do it because your parents expected that of you? 
I didn't know what I want to do. Uh, it was the thing to like everyone said, you know, this is where, you know, is 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 the is the right direction to go. Yeah. And then lo and behold, like when I graduated, I didn't realize that half of the India and all that whole subcontinent over there all had that same frame of mind. So by the time we all graduated, there was like a guy sitting in his, you know, in an office in India who can like program a website for a hundred dollars, where if you wanted to hire me, it was like $10,000. So that's where the real, that's, you know, that's what the real problem was like literally. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Outsourcing, man. I mean, it's just so much, so much cheaper if I can get, uh, you know, uh, Parvesh to do it versus uh, Marwan, you know? Yeah, for sure. Sorry, Marwan, no offense. No, but, none, to, none take. <laughs> but Parvesh is um, saving me money so I can go buy some weed. You know what I'm saying? Like, Probably, I get, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're, we're yeah. talking about like, hey, I'm saying like $100. You can go on, there's a website that was made for these guys. It's called Fiverr. You know why it's called yeah. Fiverr? And you pay $5. I was actually just talking to a, a, a comedian friend of mine. She's like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend got his uh, logo made for $10. I'm like, $10? She's like, yeah. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> was it animated? Did it come outside and feed you popcorn? Because the going rate is 5 <laughs> It's $5. It's like, put yeah. 5 on it. I got 5 on it. I think that's how they came up with Fiverr. Hey, the funny thing is that there's not a lot of things that you can get for $5 anymore on Fiverr. You know that? That's true. That's true. I mean, unless you go to like Wendy's, they have a five for five deal. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Um, I, had, I had Arby's I, uh, yesterday. I got sucked in because that, uh, what? That's a negative on that. Did you like it? So good. Why? Really? Why, why is it a negative? Dude, the last time I had Arby's, uh, it, yeah, it kind of upset my tummy. Really? I yeah. keep seeing this ad on TV, Arby's. We got the meat. So I was like, do they? <laughs> <laughs> do you have to meet them? Yeah. It got me got a little mud button. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna uh, I'm not I'm not gonna mess with this. No, I, I'm 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 okay, but yeah, I mean I, I don't know. I we should definitely stay away from fast food, but it's been like we are in love with Chick-fil-A and In N Out. Like we just can't stop. In and out is great. Chick-fil-A, I don't really support them. I don't, I don't, A, I don't like their sandwiches and B, they're uh, against gay marriage. So yeah, so the owner can really fuck off. Yeah. So I don't support them. Hey, listen, I'm all for everyone's right and I love everyone, but I'm still fucking eating at uh, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I have gay friends who are just like, I'm eating Chick-fil-A. I'm like, oh my God, the owner is against gay marriage. What the hell? Dude, like you cannot stop me for like look what I'm taking back with me when we go back. Like this is what I'm taking with me. Oh my like, god. No. Is that is like that chick mustard and all that? Oh in, in and out and Chick-fil-A sauce. Until someone opens one of those back home because it is I don't know what they're like sprinkling crack or something on it, but oh, they are. That's it's so good. good. I think it's the bias uh, in the Chick-fil-A sauce. It's just, mwah, it's just so, uh, the prejudice in it. It's just. How do, you, how do you know you don't eat it, right? <laughs> I don't, but apparently people are addicted to it. <laughs> ah, just um, mm, the inequality is just mm, so scrumptious. It's uh, just, can't beat it, man. In and out, I'll eat all day. You know what's my new favorite burger is a fat burger. Have you had that? I've had it, but it's, I don't know. I've had it a while ago in Dubai. 
Is it good? Oh, fat burgers, the jam, man. So really? good. Yeah, it's uh, I like In and Out just for a quick thing, but fat burger, if you want to have a burger, burger, fat burgers. I have a turkey burger that I used to try, uh, but maybe I should try the regular one. You know what's another good burger? Yeah. Tommy's. Have you tried Tommy's? No. no. Tommy's is like it looks like this Wait, old. Where are you staying? Where in LA are you staying? I'm up in Hollywood. Yeah, so you're like right by me. I think there's a Tommy's right by me. I've literally never given it second Like I've never even looked at it twice. Right. So, so what happened was I was driving around. I was driving back from somewhere. Where was I? Oh, it was the night the Lakers won. The Lakers oh. won, and I'm like, I told my, uh, I told my wife, and I'm like, yo, I'm going to Staples Center. And she's like, don't be crazy, don't do it. Uh, I was like, no, I'm going. So I got in my car and started driving towards there. As I get there, it's like police siren going off, and all the exits are full. And I try and get into the downtown. It's like they've blocked off the road that goes to Staples Center, and it's like packed with cars, and it's just getting worse. I'm like, you know what? I'm not from here. I don't want to be stuck in this situation. Yeah. You know, I think I should just go back home. Uh, um, so, you know, I turned around and went back home and I took the footage from someone else and I put it into my vlog and it worked perfectly. So it was good. That's awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. it's uh, LA definitely has a lot more activity. Like when everything is normal, I mean, LA is just busy, like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So much to do. Have you been to Manhattan beach? Have you been to Hermosa Redondo beach? Have you explored that yet? I've been to Redondo Beach. I love it. And once I got a car and I just went, I think Montana Beach is right after that as well, after Redondo. Yeah, I love um, it. I think that's what it's called. But yeah, I love it. It's really cool little, looks like a little beach town. It's super yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. It's really it's really nice. Uh, by the way, I, I want to come back and uh, ask you about uh, weed because I, uh, I'm a fan. Uh, <laughs> come uh, back. We were talking about burgers just now. <laughs> And then I was talking about weed before that. Slightly. And, I got, and I got to tell you about my Tommy story because I didn't finish it, but go on. Oh, shit. Okay, no, no, no. Tell me your Tommy story. Then we're going to talk about weed. Yeah. <laughs> so the Tommy story is, so when I came, when I was coming back from uh, not going to downtown, I see this spot and it was like Tommy's Burger, the world famous Tommy's Burger. I wish I kept the <laughs> cup. I just threw it out. The world famous Tommy's Burger. And I was like, okay. Uh, and then I, I was going around the corner. They had the whole corner. It looked like this move, like out of the movies. And I was like, you know what? I've seen this place before. I'm stopping to get burgers. I have no idea where I am, by the way. I'm somewhere between coming back from uh, downtown to uh, West Hollywood. Okay. But I, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to come back here. I'm going. I'm going to get the burger. So I go and I order three cheeseburgers. Uh, my wife and we had a friend over as well. Uh, three cheeseburgers. Uh, give me uh, three fries and two cokes because I I don't, I don't want to drink the coke. What size of coke? Small. Cool. I go. They're like, go get your drinks yourself. It was like this. I was like holding these two things. I was like, oh, this is such a bad idea. I go to my car and I put it into the back seats cup holders. Then I go back and I get my burgers. Uh. And when I get my burgers. I saw a guy eating his burger and you know, uh, chili, the chili that they put on uh, hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. 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 Was falling out of his burger, like chili. I was like, that looks good. Why are you making that face? Sorry. Sorry. I was like, that looks good. I'm like, I should have got the chili burger. Damn it. 
So I go back to the counter. I'm like, hey, listen, uh, you know, I ordered three cheeseburgers, but I want to get a chili burger. He's like, oh, no, all our burgers have chili in it. I was like, yes. So I get it. And then I drive all the way home and we try it. I loved it. Like the chili, they had chili fries and they had chili in the burger. It was a delicious burger. Like it was really really good. I want to go back and try the hot dog because I think they put the same chili on the hot dog too. But here's the funny part. So we try it. I think it's great. My wife thinks it's too heavy. It's too much going on in it. The next day I'm driving around uh, a neighborhood that's close to us where my agent's office is. And I see Tommy's burger there. So I drove that food and drink in the back of my car back like 20 minutes because I'm like, I keep seeing this Tommy burger and I think it's far from me, but I I guess they have different spots uh, around town. But the burger, if you like chili, like it is delicious. Really? See, I'm not a big chili person. Like, it has to be like winter time for me to enjoy, and we don't really have winter in LA per se. Yeah. What, what, what's the lowest is going to be like? Fifty-five degrees? Boo! Freaking who? For somebody who grew up in New York City, this is not winter. Like, right. this is why I moved here because I didn't want that winter anymore. This you is grew up in New York? Yeah, I grew up in New York. Grew up in New wow. York City. Yeah, yeah. I lived in New York City for, sheesh, fifteen years. Yeah, New York is cool. I like it, but just in small doses. Like, I can't really see my... I can't drive there. No way. Nobody in their right mind could drive there. I mean, it's just... New York City is freaking ridiculous. But, like, honestly, after 15 years, you're just, like, burnt the fuck out. You're like, I'm, I can't be here anymore. Like, I'm gonna fucking blow my brains out. I gotta yeah. get here, you know? Um, uh, but I want to talk about weed for a second uh, because oh, yeah. it's an important topic. Uh, first of all, do you smoke weed? No, not no. Have you ever smoked weed? No, no. I never... <laughs> Uh, no. Is it like, what is it, like a personal preference thing or just not going up with it or religious no. thing? Uh, my brother gave me like some advice when I was, you know, uh, little growing up. And he's like, you know, stay away from uh, these kind of things. And plus, you know, the UAE, it's, it's super illegal anyway. So we've right. never had it around us or, you know, yeah. uh, in our presence. So th- that's yeah. one reason. And then the other reason is just, uh, like I said, you know, like the fact that, uh, in our family, like when my brother gave me that speech, I'm like, I don't know. I never listened to anyone for anything, but I'm like, there's a reason why he said it. So I yeah. took it to heart. But more importantly, I think, you know, the fact that we don't have it at home, it's 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 extremely illegal, by the way. So, you know. What? Okay. I want to get into that. Why is any kind of drug is extremely illegal in UAE? Why is that? Look, it's just their law. I mean, you can do whatever you want. Just, you know, you can't, you can't have that on you, bring it with you or do anything with it over there. That's just part of their law. Um, But alcohol is allowed and alcohol is the number one drug killer in the world. So alcohol is completely legal, correct? Yeah, no, not completely. So it's only served in uh, licensed places and you can purchase it. If you are, if you have like an ID, if you're non-Muslim, you can apply and get a card. You could buy, there's like liquor stores that you can go to, to, to buy. If you are non-Muslim? Correct. Really? So you you and I cannot go and buy alcohol. Yeah. 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 But I mean, you can, you can buy it at the airport when you come in. That's your only opportunity. Got it. So you can buy it coming in and you can have it. But if you live there and you're like, I want to go to a liquor store, Sorry, shit out of luck. You're not, you're Muslim. You can't have it. Yeah, correct. Yeah. There's some like places that you can go, like it's a little further away and whatnot. But I mean, you can get like, you can go, if you, if you drink, you can go to a restaurant, you can go to a bar, but you just can't take it out. You can't take it home. That's the only thing. 
got it. So if you go to a restaurant and stuff, uh, you get carded, right? You have to be what, 21? Yeah. You have to be 21. You get carded and it's not a big deal. You're not, they don't ask you a Muslim question. It doesn't matter. You're in a no, restaurant bar. No. You can have it. No, no. Which is cool. Which is yeah, cool. It's a, it's, it's a good point that you make. But look, you got to remember, like, they only legalized weed in California, like, uh, a year ago or? No, it's been, it's been a few years. The, completely legal? Completely legal. Yeah, it's been a few. Because it was medicinal first and then people were coming up with oh, right. techniques. And they're like, yeah. There was this Indian girl named Sona Patel. Okay, check this out. Okay. And she was like, I'm Sona Patel. And she's like in this hot white bikini. And she had this massive billboard in the middle of Hollywood. And she's like, I'm Sona Patel. And I can help you with your medicinal weed needs. And she became a millionaire writing prescriptions. Yeah. Millionaire, dude. The doctor? She's a doctor. She was prescribing all these medicinal fucking weed prescriptions. Like, oh, you you gotta you hey, tell so people would show up and be like, um, I have a backache, but how bad is your backache? <laughs> Here you go, prescription. Sign up a towel. Yeah, oh yeah, dude. She made a bank. What happened to her? She fucking went out of business because they legalized everything. She's like, ah, oh, shit. Oh, right. I'm Googling her. Yeah, you can just go into any weed store and just buy whatever you want. Sona Patel, Sona. New York Times in LA. Yeah. Journal, journalist. She's not, no, she's not a journalist. She was a doctor in LA who was just writing up prescriptions and became a millionaire writing prescriptions. I think what caught my attention was her hot white bikini. And I was like, girl, you're looking good. Like, good for you. I got to see this ad. I'm like, should I just write ad? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. I just remember, I was new to LA. This is almost like 10 years ago. Right. And I remember seeing this billboard and I'm like, okay, this chick is smart. <laughs> you know, she wasn't doing that old school, you know, Indian doctor shit with a lab coat and a stethoscope. She's like, no, fuck this. Sex <laughs> I got a nice hot body and a face and I'm going to sell it. Okay. That's crazy, right? That, that you know, I think the we watched a lot of Indian movies growing up, and like uh, we're not used to seeing like Indians be, you know, you know the whole like when they get close to the kissing and then they move away uh, yeah. thing. So yeah. like you know we're used to that. So when we see like Indians trying to like turn up like that, we're like, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's like harder yeah. to believe than you know when we talk about like you said the Ramadan Muslims and stuff like that. I was like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, when you were growing up and watching Bollywood movies, were they dubbed in uh, in Arabic? What were the, or the were the subtitles in Arabic? Like what? How yeah, they, there were subtitles in Arabic, but I uh, but we you can understand about it's weird because you can understand a Bollywood movie without understanding what they're saying. What do you mean? Like you, the actions speak loud enough for you to understand. Like I could watch a Bollywood movie. I know how to, I speak uh, Hindi anyway, so I'm fine now. But I didn't know when I was growing why up. Do I, why do, am I just learning this right now? You yeah. speak Hindi. Yeah. Like how fluent? Like pretty. I can pretty pretty much get by. Yeah. Like it's, it's an important language in uh, Dubai. All right. Let's, let's speak. Okay. Get me a Chindi. Acha bolta. You know what? You sound Pashtun when you say it. It's <laughs> it's, uh, we, there's an accent that Arabs, like Emiratis who speak Hindi, they have an accent. like uh, and, and like we water it down when we like. <laughs> Dude, I remember when I landed in Dubai and the uh, immigration officer was like looking at my passport and I had a U.S. passport and then he looked at me and he was like, 
yeah, but you're Pakistani, right? And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's right. But I'm a U.S. citizen. He was like, mm -hmm. yeah, but you're Pakistani, right? I was like, yo, you got some identity crisis issues, man. Just let me in. You were you born in Pakistan? I sure was born and raised in Pakistan. Oh, so then your passport says born, yeah, that's why. Yeah, so he was just like, oh, it's like, oh, that's interesting. But you know, it's like in the West, like you're born and raised in other countries, and then you move here, and then become naturalized. Well, right? It's not. It's, it, well, it's not like that in the UAE and the GCC and a lot of the Arab countries. Not like that. So that's why that's, it's a. Uh, that's concept. right. Yeah, because it's a. I mean, you can live in Dubai for all your life, and you never become a citizen, correct? Correct. Yeah, but they're now introducing a lot of new things. Like uh, <clears throat> one is like a golden visa for like people like 10 years or some people can get a 50 year visa or an investment uh, visa as a lifetime visa. So they're now, they're starting to really uh, look or people who've been here for a certain amount of years yeah, uh, can get a visa, you know, a retirement visa and stay there. So they're, they're looking at, uh, you know, not naturalization, but alternative ways to, to fix things or, you know, add value. <laughs> maybe yeah, like maybe incentivize it more for people to be like, yeah, come to Dubai, invest your money here. Yeah, not only that, I think people, you know, who've really devoted their life to business and living in Dubai, you know, they don't want to feel like, oh, one day they can just kick us out of here. And that's for sure not the uh, feeling. Uh, so I think they're putting these things in place for people who want to retire in Dubai. Right, like the protect. So my mom's side of the family all lives in Dubai. You told me, yeah. Dubai and Sharjah, that's where they live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're all, uh, yeah, they're, they're all like, dude, Sharjah is such a different world. It's like different, yeah. You're you know, like, you up and you're like, it doesn't even feel like it's in the Emirates. Like, you know, you, you can't even uh, drink in Sharjah. Alcohol is not allowed. That's correct. That's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if I told you, uh, Marwan, the night that I did the show, the headline, the show, uh, I don't think you know this, but I got alcohol poisoning that night. Really? Yeah, because I drank so much champagne that oh. I was vomiting and uh, pooping so much, sorry to be gross, uh, that I clogged my sink and they had to come up and clean my sink. Like they had to clean up my sink because I fucking clogged that shit. And then my uncle was supposed to, my, uh, my cousins who live in Sharjah, yeah. picked me up because I was supposed to have dinner with them the next day. So I've been fucking vomiting. I have literally nothing left in my body because I've vomited everything out. If I drink a little bit of water, it within 10 minutes, I would vomit it out. I mean, it was just so bad. So Did my you go to the hospital? Oh, yeah. So my cousins come to pick me up. And then they were like, uh, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I haven't been feeling so great all day. They're like, did you eat something funny? I'm like, yeah, that's it. I ate <laughs> That's it. <laughs> tell your uncle and your cousin you've been drinking like crazy that you were getting shit faced the night before. In case no way. You tell you can't tell them, right? They, that side Fuck of the family, no. no way. Yeah. Fuck no. Dude, so I show up to my uncle's house and I'm like, Salam alaikum, uncle. And I'm like vomiting. And he's like, Oh my God. He's like, Oh my God, you're so sick. Let's take you to the clinic. There was a clinic right by his place, right? So he takes me to the clinic and there's an Iraqi doctor there. Yeah. Clearly Muslim guy. Yeah. Goes to me, what did you eat? And my uncle sitting right there. I'm like, son of a bitch. And I'm like, <laughs> I think it was the kebabs. I think there was something in the kebabs. They were delicious. There was something in the kebabs. And he goes, yeah. ah. So he's looking at me. He's like, this bitch is lying, right? He's not, he's not believing what's going he's on. Right? He's like, that's fine. He's like, we'll give you an IV and then we're going to give you a shot in the back. And just so you know, if you consume any kind of alcohol or anything, it's going to have really adverse uh, effects on your body. So just... Not that you had it, but so just, I'm like, hey, uncle, can you step out for a second? 
for a second? He goes like, yeah, yeah, sure, totally. I'm like, can I have just a little privacy? I'm like, so I look at the doctor. I'm like, God damn it, yo, Gab. <laughs> That's what you want me to tell you? I'm like, I drank too much champagne. Okay, that was my problem. And he was like, Yeah, I thought so. I thought I figured that you drank a lot. I was like, Yeah, I fucking got shit faced last night. And he was like, That's So funny. And oh my god. So he yeah. was he was he setting you up for a trap, or he just he he legit wanted to know if you were drinking. No, he was like in front of my uncle. He was just like, Okay, bitch, you're gonna you're not gonna tell me the truth. Okay, okay, just tell me. The truth. <laughs> your body okay that's fine you can lie to me and that's why my uncle stepped out and then they gave me dude they gave me two shots right in my lower back i mean it was bad it was really bad and then all i ate was like a banana that night and then finally it took like a two days for my system to get back to normal i mean it was really bad yeah i've never told you that story no i did not know that story yeah, that's crazy yeah it was really bad but it was still fun but it was really bad that's crazy that night was amazing i had like such a great time uh headlining that show i just that's like literally one of my best memories yeah it was great it was great because you know uh it's just like i said because we don't have anything like that you know it was it was a cool thing that we were doing and i just i just loved like great thing what you did marwan that was great show great You you did the because we moved locations once. Did you do the Vanity Club or you did the Capital Club? I think it was the Capital Club that I did. Capital Club, right? Yeah, I did the uh, yeah I did the Capital Club. That was uh, I still have pictures of us like on the red carpet, the real flavor. Yeah, comedy club. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when did you stop doing those? Like it's been a few years now, right? So. I think that was around 2015 or 16, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, and, I, and I think we kept it going for a while. Uh, we actually left the venue, so we lost the venue first, and then, like I said, I was planning on doing it uh, once in a while. I think I'm gonna when I go back, I'm gonna try and work on doing them on a on, on a regular basis, but not weekly. Like maybe a, once a month, and then bring out like three or four people, and that would be uh, you know right. make more sense. And I think gro- going back, I think. With what's going on with this whole COVID thing, I, th- I don't think clubs going to go back. So people are going to look for alternative forms of entertainment. Are you guys so one of the big things that's happening for comedy here is uh, drive-ins, big culture of drive-ins coming back because yeah. it's a lot safer. Dude, uh, Improv is putting out $150 per car of four people. $150, no food, no drink. You just pull up in your car with four people in your car. $150 and then additional for food and drinks. Then you get out of the car, go buy your food and drink and bring it back to your car. And then you tune into the channel and there's a massive stage uh, with drones or whatever. And there's a massive screen behind the uh, comics and you get to watch the show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, Tehran has been opening for uh Maz Jabrani. Oh, this is the one that happened in Anaheim. Yes, that's it. Mm, yeah, hundred bucks, dude. Sold out. The shows are sold out. Crazy. People are gonna have that kind of money just fucking for again hundred fifty bucks per car. Well, I mean, like I said, you you haven't been going out clubbing or anything like that, so you've been saving a lot of money. So unless you, yeah, unless you're not working. That's I heard a lot of people are losing their jobs, right? Oof. I mean, uh, unemployment is through the roof right now for us. It's really bad. It's really bad. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about um, skyrocketing unemployment. You're talking about 
you know, uh, one out of five businesses are going to lose uh, all their income. They're going to completely shut down. 85% of restaurants uh, they're talking about are going to be really affected. I mean, look at these massive corporations like Hertz. Hertz went under. $91 billion that have to fucking file for bankruptcy. Damn, I bet that hurts. I, <laughs> <but I'm bummed. laughs> I think you should tweet this out though. <laughs> I bet it hurts. Hurts for a $91 billion bankruptcy. You know, $91 billion, man. How the hell are they gonna? I mean, $91 billion. And that's just one. I mean, so many corporations. Uh, we had this whole scam with the PPP loans. Uh, which were loans that were supposed to help out small businesses. And uh, they ended up going to like these massive corporations and, uh, you know, friends of uh, Trumpies who uh, are all millionaires and billionaires. Like Harvard got a check of $20 million. What the fuck does Harvard need a check for $20 million for? Seriously, yeah. What do they need that money for? They've been making money off the kids forever. Right? And when they were asked, but they were told by the government, they're like, yo, you're going to give the money back? They were like... <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, America is uh, really something else right now under this kind of leadership. We're 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 pretty screwed. Um, <laughs> in UAE, right? It's monarchy, right? It's all monarchy. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think country? I mean, I'm sorry, get a little political, but do you think? Uh, not sorry. What the fuck? We were getting political before. Um, but do you feel like? middle you know especially the collegiate countries yeah. do you think they will ever kind of step into that kind of democratic system they would ever kind of walk away from the monarchy look i wouldn't call it monarchy it's i mean it's it has their it has its own name it's a sheikhdom right it's it's, it's sheikhs and uh, and the way it passes on uh, there is a there is a uh, a system in, in in how it works and um as it passes on as well, there is people who put in their votes, but it's there's more of a respect for people and what they're doing type of situation. Um, will like you it, could never run for office. You could never be like, hey, I want to be the leader of Emirates. Yeah, no, that's true. But uh, to answer the second question about whether it's going to be different, it actually already is. There are people really high up uh, who make government decisions and <clears throat> deal with, uh, you know, uh, foreign affairs and internal affairs that are not part of the royal family. So there are people who are there. Right? So the, the royal family are his highness and then all the people <clears throat> sort of in that bar, you address them as his excellency, his or her excellency. Okay. So there is people like that, but it's not like the UK where we have a queen and then we have uh, the prime minister. Sure. Uh, um uh, and then I don't know. So what's the what's the American one called? Well, we're we're a democratic nation. So. A democratic. Democratic, yeah, we're democratic. It's about for the people by the people. I mean, it's, right. all, about, you know, it's all about voting. It's all about uh, you, if you are you, you born, you know, U.S. born person, you can run to become the president of the United States. You can go run for local politics. You can climb your way up to becoming a mayor. You can climb your way up to becoming a governor a senator, a congressperson, so on, and then higher up uh, and yeah. work to the president. I mean, very much like President Obama, you know, who was, yeah. you know, who was a, a, you know, senator from Hawaii and then kind of worked his way up to become the president of the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then the UK is basically monarchy, right? But, well, they have the monarchy, but they have, they're more on the prime minister system, which is the same thing as the Pakistan. Pakistan is the same thing. Uh, right. The prime minister has more power than the president. 
the prime minister is really the more decision maker. Uh, yeah, it's a more like parliament. They have more of like a parliament system, but we yeah. have more of our, you know, we have more checks and balances in America. So we have, you know, our, you know, executive branch and we have our legislative branch and so on and so forth. You know, we have our senator and Congress, like everybody, yeah. everybody kind of gets to have a say. We have a checks and balances where nobody can just come in and just fucking just come and take the power. Right, right. Got it, got it. Democratic Republic is the term. Right. That's what I thought, because it would be weird if it was only called uh, Democratic when you have Democratic Republicans. Yeah. And the uh, UK is a constitutional monarchy. Yeah. Thanks, James. Thank you. James is always here for the information. James James is my Google. <laughs> that's good. Um, so yeah, so that's how it works in the UAE. And look, it's 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 really a good system. You know, they take care of the people, and it's it's a place where uh, something's got to be going on that's right because we have 80, 70 to eighty percent of the people who are in the UAE are not from there. They've come there to work. That's right. And that's why people say there's no poverty over there. Well, the reason why there's no poverty is because if you lose your job there and you can't nothing to do, you go back home. That's eighty percent of the population. So out of the ten million that we spoke about earlier. Eight yeah. million are not from the UAE. It's only two million of us. So yeah. that two million, the government's taken care of by you know subsidizing in terms of I don't know, like uh, you you might get uh, a land and you get uh, an interest free loan to build your house on that land, or they can give you a house that you can pay them back for over many years without interest. Um, they, you know, there used to be like wet, wet, if you couldn't, if you couldn't afford it, you had a wedding fund, you could get money for a wedding, your water, electricity bills, you get a discount on, um, you know, to start a business. If you're a new business for the first five years, there's the SME, small to medium enterprise uh, section, which helps you. So they do these things to help their, they, they really do. Um, and look what, about, what, they, what about if you've lived, if you're, if you're, let's say, you know, Indian, Pakistani or Filipino, whatever you've lived in, you in, um, you know, UAE for 30 years, 40 years, right? Mm. Um, I mean, I know you said that they're not passing laws to kind of guarantee to be like, oh, you can't, you can retire here. You can't just get kicked off and just like, you have to go back to wherever the hell you came from. But what happens if you have like a severe health issue and you have to go to the, I mean, is that covered by, who is that covered by? Does the government cover it? And if you can't cover it, if you go into poverty, does the government come and provide you any kind of subsidizes your income somehow? Or so, yeah, so how it works is anyone who's there is working. Yeah, you have to have a visa to be living there. So if you're working, you have to, the company has to provide you uh, health insurance now by law. It's been about five, six years. So everyone has health insurance. Uh, if for some miraculous reason your health insurance ran out or you have a bill that you can't pay for, your embassy over there uh, finds a way to help you out. And then there's been times where the government's helped people out in need as well. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's a situation where you're kind of like left uh, to die. Right, right. I mean, is it, do you, if you, let's say you're, uh, you know, you're new to the country, you don't have health insurance, you have a health emergency, you go into the hospital, do you get service? Yes, you do. You don't get refused because... <laughs> An emergency? No, of course not. No. Okay. In emergency, you're just like, well, just give us an address, we'll bill you. Yeah, and then uh, no, they don't even do that. Um, so, <clears throat> emergency has to take everyone in, regardless. And, and I think uh, they figure it out. They, I know that in America they do that thing. Give me your address, I'll bill you. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you a weird story about when I was here two times ago. But in Dubai, 
Um, first of all, there's hospitals, government hospitals that's free anyway. So usually you'll go to that emergency. But I'm saying, imagine you were next to one of these private hospitals. You go, I don't, I don't think they stop you in emergency. I mean, I've been to emergency a few times. They've asked me for ID and whatnot, but I don't think. I think any insurance that you have covers emergency. So you get to the hospital, they treat your emergency, and then they move you to where you need to be. Got it. So, let's tell you over here, I got food poison once in L.A., and I went to the hospital, and they're like, "Yeah, just sign your stuff." I was like, "I was like dying," um, and then I, and then they checked me in, and then she came. And I got the worst service. This lady was like, stuck a, uh, trying to draw blood, and it felt like she stuck a knife in my hand. I was like, Jesus. "Oh my god!" Like I was like, "Oh my god!" And I feel like I'm like, I think I'm gonna throw up. She's like, "Well, just look the other way. Don't do it this side." Like she's being super harsh. And I was like, you know what? It's really cold. Can you turn the AC down? She's like, well, I'll try to bring you some blankets. Like, she's like, it took me forever until the doctor came and saw me. Like, oh, yeah, you've been food poisoned, blah, blah, blah. When I went back home to Dubai, they sent me a bill for like uh, 10, I think it was $8,000. Oh, my God. Something ridiculous like that. And then they're like, but because you're a cash patient, we're giving you 80% off. So you have to pay us just $2,000. I was like, $2,000, I walked in, you fucking butchered my hand, and why would I pay $2,000? That sounds like American healthcare system. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, the American healthcare system is so bad. I mean, it's just so bad. I mean, thank God like for the Obamacare and Affordable Care Act to come in and help people out, but I mean, it's it's atrocious. I mean, just to call an ambulance could cost you between fifteen dollars to $30,000. Just an ambulance. Oh, really? You can't call an ambulance? Yeah, you can call it. They'll bill you. $15,000, $30,000. My brother uh, has, uh, now he has two. He has uh, three brain aneurysms. So he was in the hospital. He has like top-notch insurance. I think he got billed out of pocket. Something stupid, like eight or ten grand. That's in addition to his insurance. Wow. because. He had to spend time in the hospital. He had to keep him for like two, three days. I mean, it's just the cost of living is uh, the, the healthcare system is absurd here. Absurd. I bet it's a lot more regulated in UAE as to what you can charge. You can't just charge whatever. I bet. Mm, um, you can't charge whatever, and there's no way you would pay anything crazy for like visits or emergency or no, no way. Right? I mean, you would never get billed $8,000 to go into a fucking emergency in Dubai. There's no fucking way. No, no way in hell. $2,000 is like uh, 7,000 dirhams. Like, there's no way. Maybe, maybe to go into emergency. First of all, no way you pay for the ambulance. But maybe uh, $100. Let's say $200, the worst case. Like, to see a doctor in Dubai, like, to go, I, to go to a visit, like cash visit, like I'll go to the one of the best hospitals. My insurance doesn't cover it, but it's like pretty amazing. It's, from the, it's the Cleveland Clinic in Abu Dhabi. You pay like $150. To, and they've brought in the best doctors from all over the world. Wow. And, and usually our insurance covers it, by the way, because it's in Abu Dhabi. So I have to do a couple of things and I can just go there for free. It's like they, they've created the hospital and it's free for locals. Man, when I had that alcohol poisoning, it must have cost me no more than maybe 80, 100 bucks. I don't remember paying more than that. And then you got an IV. Did you get you got inject you got an injection? All they that. They gave me IV. They gave me two injections in my lower back. I mean, 
all that in America, that's uh, upward of a thousand to two thousand dollars. Mona, no, it is it is eight thousand dollars and eighty percent discount, two thousand dollars, because that's exactly <laughs> what happened to me. It's not. I'm telling you exactly what happened. Marwan, you need to stop eating Tommy's burgers. That's what happens. Like they give Seriously. you food poisoning, and uh, yeah. that's that's. Uh, was it Chick Fil A? What gave you the food poisoning? No, I ate at some random restaurant. And I had the prawns. A bad idea. Jeez, dude. Yeah, and I, 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 my stomach is very sensitive anyway, so I struggle. Yeah, I, yeah. I like you too. Uh, Tim said, I know someone that had a stroke and had to be flown in a helicopter to a hospital 70 miles away, got the bill in, it was $78,000. Jeez, my guy. You see what I'm saying? Like, And this is like real. That's real. That's that really, means, really, really, really real. If, uh, if you make maybe $50,000, $60,000 a year and they did that for you, how long will it take you to pay that off? Like, you're, you're spot. You're, you're yeah. We have a credit system here, so your your credit your credit is screwed. You're you're done with. I mean, it's just it's it's just what the way we have certain things set up is just super bad. So yeah. that, that really sucks. So now, what are you? So you're working on your stuff now. We're gonna start wrapping up. So what you're working on your stuff now, and how how long are you here till? Are we gonna go have burgers again or what? It's tough with this whole COVID thing. I mean, I, I, I might be out by uh, next week, uh, but if I have this project that goes on, I might stay another month. So if I stay another month, I could, you know, I could take you to Tommy's Burgers. And, 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 and why did you give me the look when I said Arby's? Should I not be eating Arby's? I don't know, man. I just, um, I don't think Arby's your experience, like, right? um, I mean, I've eaten at Arby's. I don't like it, but I don't think, I don't, I, I, I don't know people who are very big on Arby's. But if you like it, enjoy it. Oh. Yeah, I mean, they're adver they're advertising like all over the the TV. I think I was just sucker. I fell for the. Listen, we got we got the meats. I'm like, do you? Do you though? You got the meats. I got the meat sweats. <laughs> you, you know what else I like? I like fat sows. That's you know. I've been meaning to go to fat sows. There's one by me. I've been meaning to go. How is it? How are the sandwiches? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, What'd you get? The meatball sandwich? What'd you get? The the vegetarian burger they have is really good, surprisingly. I don't know why I, I even ordered it. Salads to have vegetarian. True. Uh, the, I think it's called Jerry. Jerry Mandarin? I don't know. Ask him. Ask him what's the number one seller, and then he'll tell you what it is. The one with, and make sure you don't have pork. It's not a, listen, listen, listen to me, Marwan. Do you eat pork? If you buy it with halal money, then it's halal. <laughs> if you worked hard for your money, which makes it halal, aka kosher, then that pork is halal. So I'm guessing you eat pork, right? No, not on a regular basis. No. Okay, so I was in London and I came out and I was DJing this one night and I came out and the guy's like, hey, hot dog, hot dog. I'm like, he's like, habibi, habibi, hot dog. I'm like, oh, is it, uh, is it, is it halal? He's like, yes, yes, halal. I'm like, all right, cool. Give us two. I moved around the, the side to start to, to for while he made it. I saw a sign on the front of it, it said uh, pork sausage. I'm like, hey, dude. I'm like, it says pork sausage. How's halal? He's like, habibi, halal, halal. It's okay. One night. It's okay. I'm like, no, not fucking okay. <laughs> that's fucked up, man. That's not right. Yeah. That's not right. That's I feel not, like, that's I feel like he, he judged me because I came out of the club. You're like, damn. He's like, he's like, you're drinking and like, have some pork. You're right there. 
<laughs> He's like this guy. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. Uh, fa- he only fasts uh, one month a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. One month a year. It's good, you know. It's Just okay. In, in in Ramadan, uh, you you give some money. You give some money for charity, and you kill one goat, and that's it. All that's it's it. Me. You are uh, you are cleansed. <laughs> yeah, you drink, are cleansed. You, you drink the cleansed juice, and then it's okay. You eat halal. Habibi, it's all good. I'm <laughs> not shame with that, yeah. uh, dude. It's so crazy. Um. Man, uh, Marwan, this was really nice catching up with you and chatting with you. Where can we follow you and where can we follow your blog? So the vlogs are on uh, youtube.com forward slash DJ Bliss. And, and make sure you, you check out this video I'm telling you about. It. You see how interesting it is to fly through an airport. Like I'm, okay. I'm fully like through it up. Um, on YouTube, it's DJ Bliss. And then on Instagram, it's DJ Bliss Dubai. All one word. Awesome. Well, I hope I get to see you before you head back. Yeah, definitely. And congrats on this show. This is like high production stuff. Like I'm on, I'm, it says, there's a message here. It says you're in the show and everyone can see and hear you. And I came in and did a test. This is how we're keep, growing, it, man. Keep, keep it up. Keep it up. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. But I hope to see you. And man, this was a, this was a lot of fun. So stay safe out there and say, uh, give my love to your kids and your family. Will do. All right. Take care. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. That was the lovely and amazing DJ Bliss, a.k.a. Marwan. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I definitely had a great time and learned a lot about Dubai and how Emirates and how fucked up our healthcare system is. So that wasn't comforting. But anyways, this was great. I will see you guys on Monday with Mona's Rants. You guys, I have a very, very special guest on Tuesday. I have the lovely and amazing Doug Stanhope, who is willing to come on freaking Mona's Rants. I am so beyond. I'm so excited. Uh, Have a great weekend. I will see you guys on Monday. If you haven't followed me on YouTube, please do. I'm Mona Shake Comedian. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Mona's Comedy. I will see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. Good night. Good night.